0: All right, we are continuing our series uh, focusing in on the greater presence of God, and uh, I just am so excited about uh, when the church does the series together and we do the life groups, and everybody's on the same page. and uh, we are looking this week at the greater presence of God, and why should we seek after the greater presence? Why do we really want to seek after it more? We talked about the, the presence of God, and I'll give a quick review because we're only two weeks into this now, but Um, Last week we talked about the omnipresence of God, that God is everywhere, okay? It's an attribute of God that he's omnipresent. We also talked about the indwelling presence of God, that when you give your life to Jesus Christ and he becomes your Lord and Savior, and at the end of this service here and at all of our campuses, we're going to give an opportunity for people to do that. When you do that, you have the indwelling presence of God. There's the omnipresence, he's everywhere. When you give your life to him and you say, I want to be a Christian, I want to turn from my sins and ask for forgiveness, the Bible says that the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit takes residence in you, okay? So we have the indwelling presence. Then we talked about the manifest presence. And we've really focused in this series on that aspect, that there are times that The presence of God is felt in a greater way. It's the manifest presence of God. It's the moments of greater nearness. It's the moments of greater awareness. It's a moment of greater intimacy, and those happen. And and we desire as a church, we desire very much so that we'd have greater intimacy, greater nearness, greater awareness. This is something we're hungry for, And um, sometimes we get accused as a spirit-filled church of just wanting the manifest presence of God for the feeling. Some people say, well, you know, you you go there, they kind of get emotional, Um, you know, and I talked about it in week one about uh, this lady coming to our church and feeling something and crying during service. And people will say... You know, you only want the presence of God in that way for the feeling, for the goosebumps, for the whatever you want to call them. And it's like, it's all just emotion and feeling. And we, we, we absolutely enjoy those things. But I'm telling you is the manifest presence of God is more than that. It's more than a feeling. And a matter of fact, I'm titling my sermon More Than a Feeling. <laughs> now, the older generation just went right to Boston. I know you did. <laughs> The younger generation's like, who is that? Okay, but it's okay. We're just having a moment here. All right. But it's more than a feeling. It really is. The manifest presence of God is more than a feeling. There's something that is, is so much more beneficial to God being manifest in our life in a greater way where we're more aware of what he's doing around us, in us, through us, in the moment, And so we are going to look at those things that the the manifest presence of God brings. Now, I want to point out that the very first thing that I believe that the manifest presence of God brings into our life is more comfort. It brings comfort to the follower of Jesus Christ. When you are uh, experiencing the manifest presence of God, all of a sudden in the midst of your storm, in the midst of your trial, you will feel comfort and peace like you've never felt before. You can head into the storm and you can be trembling and all of a sudden the manifest presence of God intensifies. You're more aware, you're more near, something happens and all of a sudden there's a level of comfort you didn't even know existed. Okay, the psalmist gives us a little insight into this. In Psalm 27, verses four through eight, he says, one thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Those are all presence terms. He's saying, I wanna gaze on the Lord. I wanna be in his house. I wanna look at his face. I wanna be near him. He's saying, I want the presence of God. And he says, "'For in the day of trouble, "'he will keep me safe in his dwellings. "'He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent "'and set me high upon a rock. "'Then my head will be exalted above the enemies "'who surround me at his sacred tent. "'I will sacrifice with shouts of joy.'" I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face, your face, Lord, I will seek. He's saying, I want your presence. And I realize that when I'm in your presence, you're going to take care of me. You're going to put me in a safe place. You're going to put me in your tent. You're going to take care of me and I'm going to have comfort even in the midst of my enemies attacking me. And I'm telling you, in the midst of your storm, God will give you comfort with the manifest presence of God. The psalmist also gives us an example. In Psalm 61, verses three and four, it says, for you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the foe. I long to dwell in your tent forever and take refuge in the shelter of your wings. Now, I want you to understand this. The psalmist is saying like a a mother hen gathers her chicks around her and takes care of her, I'm going to, uh, the psalmist is saying, I wanna be near you and be protected. I wanna be there, I wanna be under the wings, I wanna be close, I wanna be right next to you. And if you've ever had the opportunity to see this happen at at a farm or something and you see uh, a hen and all of a sudden her chicks are there and then something startles them and what do they do? They all run right next to her and they're right underneath there and they're gathering protection, it's quite a sight. And the psalmist is saying, I want your presence so near me. I want to be so close to you. And I want you to cover me and take care of me and protect me. And I want to be right there with you. For us, uh, anyone that has children, how many know that a a storm can hit? Storm hits. And how many know your kids are like, I want to be near you. I I want to be under the shelter of your blanket. And you're like, no, mom and dad have our room and you have your room and you stay in your room. And they're like, no, I want to be here. And how many know they just have a way of getting in the bed and kicking you and sleeping on you? And they have an amazing night's sleep in your presence and you have a horrible night's sleep. (laughs) That's what happens, you know? But there's something you can say, but we're over here. And they're like, it doesn't matter. I need the comfort of your presence. And the psalmist is saying, I need the comfort of your presence. I need you near. And there's a manifest presence of God when you're facing a struggle. And all of a sudden, the presence of God just gives you peace and comfort like you've never seen before. A couple of illustrations, just trying to help you to understand this. It's very real to your everyday life. When I was going in for my first surgery when I was 11, and I had major chest surgery, I can remember that I I walked into the operating room. And I was afraid. I was just like, just in that moment, it was like fear hit me and I was trembling. And all of a sudden I felt the manifest presence of God. I didn't know how to explain it, but I felt almost an enveloping of God's presence on me. It was like, I'm fine. This is good. I can remember getting up on the operating table myself and just being like, it's good. I'm gonna be fine. It was a presence of God. When I had my heart attack and I was in the hospital, there was a turning point just this month and a half ago, all of a sudden, in that hospital room, I could feel the manifest presence of God. Like, he just kind of went, this is all going to be okay. If, if the doctors wouldn't have thought that I was weird, I would have said, you guys feel that right now? I would have. I would have said, like, do you feel that? That's the presence of God right now. You're all operating under the presence of God right now, right here. That's, but they would have been like, and he needs brain work. I mean, that's probably what they would have thought, right? <laughs> yes, I didn't say anything, but very, very, very real. Okay, matter of fact, I was on an airplane, you know, when I was studying for this sermon just the other day, and I was on the plane, driving, I said driving, flying back, and um, I'm sitting there in my seat, and the presence of God just starts hitting me, so much so that I start weeping, and a manifest presence of God. I can remember another time I was studying for a sermon, and I was sitting next to this young lady. And at the end of the flight, she was just like, what, 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 what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm studying for a sermon and everything. She was yeah, like, whatever you're doing is really good. Like it's, like, it's on, like, it's oozing onto my seat. Like, you know, it's like she didn't know how to say it, but she's like, I could feel like that's good. You know, just keep it up. You just keep doing that. And isn't that neat? interesting? It's the manifest presence of God in a very real, tangible way. Um, I can remember when I was preaching in India a few years ago. I can tell you that it was a demonic attack that I was feeling. It was doubt, and it was like the voices of the enemy were just saying, you're gonna fail tonight. They rented the stadium. Nobody's getting delivered. Nobody's getting saved. You're in trouble. You didn't prepare enough. Your message is no good. And all these thoughts. So I called Becca from India, and I said, you need to pray for me. You need to get people praying for me. And I could tell you that as I was walking on the stage, I was feeling sick. I felt like this is gonna be a failure. This was horrible. And all of a sudden, it was just like God just went, no, you don't, watch this. And it was like a manifest presence of God. In the, and it's just, and I walked forward like, I, like this wasn't me, guys. This was, the, there's a presence of God here that in my struggle, in this battle right now, I felt the presence of God. There's been moments where you go to confront someone, like, that's not right, that's not of God, and we can't do that. I can tell you, manifest presence of God. All of a sudden, you just feel the presence of God in that moment. I can remember being in junior high, and there was something going on. I can't even remember what it was, but there was something going on at the school and it grieved my spirit, so I went and met with the principal. I was terrified to go stand up for my faith, terrified. But I can remember right before I walked into the room, again, manifest presence of God. It just stands out to me so strong that God's like, I got you. I'll give you comfort in the midst of your storm. That's real. That happens to people all the time as we walk with God. How many know in funerals, you can be going to a funeral, and you are in deep, grief, and pain, and agony, and it doesn't mean that you still don't hurt, but all of a sudden, the manifest presence of God puts a peace on you in that storm that you can't even explain, and afterwards, people were like, you were amazing, and you were like, I can't explain it, like that was, there was like a presence of God in the midst of my struggle that I can't, I can't even tell you that it it was, it's hard to explain, I go on hospital visits to visit the sick, and all of a sudden, the doubt will be all around. There'll be fear, and all of a sudden, in the midst of that struggle, the presence of God shows up in an amazing way. I'm just thinking of all these. I'll never forget being in the hospital when a young man died, and his family was right there, and I was in there. I heard him breathe his last breath, and there was an intense manifest presence of God in that moment, and I shared the gospel with his family and shared the faith that that man had wow, I mean, these are just coming back to me. God's like, do you understand how real that is? In the midst of those struggles, I'm gonna give you comfort, and that's something we should long for. You say, why do we want the presence of God strong in our life? Because we all go through struggles. We all go through them. Scotty Smith wrote an article on God's presence in the storm, and he gave a model prayer that you could pray in the storm. And I want you to hear this. We'll make it available online and and get it out to people. But he said, here's how you can pray when you're afraid. You can pray, Father, you don't promise we won't experience floods and torrents, fires and flames, but you do promise you'll be with us and that we won't suffer ultimate harm. To know you are near and to know you are good is all we really need. We'll go anywhere and do anything as long as we're convinced that you're with us and for us. We know ourselves to be precious and honored in your sight because of what you've done for us in Jesus. We praise you for the one and only truly indescribable gift given for us and to us. And since you didn't spare your own son, we can trust you graciously to give us everything else we need in current and future storms. We don't have to be afraid of anything or anyone for you are with us and you are for us. So very amen, we pray in Jesus' tr- triumphant and trustworthy name. How many know that's a prayer? Like God is with you and his presence can be intensified. You can be more aware. He can be more near. It can just get you through the storm and each and every one of us need the manifest presence of God in that way. What an advantage we have of going through life with that. What an advantage. Okay, second thing, why should we be hungry? Because the presence of God brings a healthy fear into your life. The presence of God brings a healthy fear in your life. And I want you to know, that whenever the Bible talks about fear, fearing God, it's not like trembling, like, oh no, oh no, it's God. He needs, oh no, is he happy? It's not that. The fear is this, an awe and deep respect for God. It's an It's like, wow, I don't wanna let you down. I wanna live for your glory. I wanna do what you want me to do. Cause you are amazing and now that you poured out your presence in this way i understand a little bit better how amazing you are okay do you get the difference now now there are moments where people are afraid of the presence of god but as a follower of jesus christ we should not be afraid of the presence of god all right it, it, now it's natural i mean how many times an angel shows up they're like okay fear not Fear not, okay. (laughs) All right, I stand in the presence of God. Okay, fear not, all right. So it's real. Uh, Moses, and we'll look at this in the upcoming week about the presence of God. In Exodus 34, Moses is in the presence of God and he doesn't realize that he's so near to God, the manifest presence of God is so real as Moses is getting closer than anyone anyone else has ever been in his presence. He comes down to talk to the people and his face is shining. And they're like, Oh, stay away. We, whatever you're, we don't know if we're okay to do what you're doing. Could you put a veil over your, you know what I mean, face? So he literally had to put a veil over his face because it, it scared them that his face was glowing from the presence of God. And then when he'd go into God's presence, he'd take down the veil. That's incredible. But I'm not talking again about that type of fear. I'm talking about the manifest presence that gives you the awe of God that you again think he's so amazing. And as I looked for a way again to illustrate it, I I couldn't help but think of an illustration I've used before, but it's so strong. When I was in uh, Cabo San Lucas, Rebecca and I, for our 10th anniversary, we went to Cabo San Lucas and uh, celebrated 10 years of marriage. And I can remember when we were there, we were actually there with another couple from the church, uh, Mick and Christy Miller. And while we were there, uh, it was whale season. And so we thought, this would be awesome. We should go out with the whales. And let's rent some kayaks and let's do this. So Mick and I were like, let's do this. Let's rent some kayaks. And so we rented solo kayaks and after we got out there, I wish he was in my kayak with me. And we get out there with these whales and you know, we're kind of like, where are the whales? And then the whale showed up and also it was like Psh! and I mean, in that moment, my heart was racing. My heart was I was just the awe of how big that whale was right there and then I'm like talking to Mick like the sonar works, right? Like, they got sonar. They're not going to tip us, right? They're not going to, like, whales don't do, like, pranks, do they? They don't go, like, wah, wah, wah. you know, like, I was like, they're not going to do that, are they? We're good, right? And I mean, you know, and all of a sudden, after a moment, it's like settled in, like, this is amazing. Now, let me just talk to you about our whale adventure and God's presence in, in parallel a couple of things. First of all, Mick and I entered the water way too casual and way too ignorant. We, are not, we just didn't even think it through. We're like, let's go. I think some of us don't even realize that God wants to manifest his presence in a mighty way in your life, and you're too ignorant, you're too casual. I mean, think of how little we prepare even for church time. We're just like, oh, go to church, or oh, maybe God wants to show up and really pour out his spirit on us, and we're not even prepared. I think we're way too casual, Okay. Then you get, we got out there, and there was a low moment. We didn't even realize what was going on. There. Nothing was happening, but all of a sudden, boom, it popped in. And when it did, our eyes were opened, our heart was intense, and it went to a whole nother level. And it was a level we had never experienced before, and it was just like almost hard to breathe, okay? Now, just let me stop for a moment. Our youngest son, Logan, Beck and I, our youngest son, Logan, he said last week in this series, he said, God, I want your presence. And as we ended with this song, it's your presence, he said, "God, I I want to I want to feel your manifest presence in my life stronger." And God said, "Go to your knees, and I'll pour out my spirit on you." And he said, Why don't you? Could you? How about if you pour it out, and then I go to my knees? Like, can we reverse the order?" And God says, "I said, go to your knees, and then I'll pour out my spirit." So he goes to his knees, and then just starts weeping. The presence of God floods over, and he's like, "I'm in awe." He said, "15 minutes of worship went by like in a minute, and it was just." He said, I was praying in my prayer language. I was like, this was intense. He just, oh, I'm telling you, when you're in the presence of God, there's that awe, and your eyes are opened, and it's like, wow, wow. Going back to the whales here, I can remember, I tried to control what I could, but then I realized I wasn't in control. I wasn't in control. I mean, they were, in, I was just there. And I tell you this about the presence of God. We can do everything we want to set the table for God's presence to manifest more in our life. We can be hungry, and we'll, we'll talk about that in this series. But he's still gonna pour out his spirit when he wants to. He comes near, and he comes closer, and we, it's not always predictable, okay? It's not always predictable. But I can tell you this, you can push him away. We can set the table and say, God, pour out your spirit today in a special way, and I'm ready, and I'm receptive. But more often than not, God's ready to do it and we push him away. We push him away with the things that we do and I don't want to do that. I can remember we stayed still and we soaked it in. We just soaked it in and then enjoyed the moment. If I could say this about God's presence, soak it in. When God's pouring out his spirit in a special way in your life, whether it's in a coffee shop or in your car or at church or wherever you are, soak it in, don't lose the moment. Man, enjoy it. God broke in on you. Cherish that moment. Then when it was over, I felt like I was changed. I remember I was like, I, I was in the presence of something that awed me, that kind of took my breath away. And I feel like I'm changed because of being near that whale. And how many know in the presence of God, you're like, I'm like, that changed me. That day changed me. That moment changed me. Like it got a hold of me. And then when it was over, Mick and I ran, you know, ran in from the kayaks and we're like, this is Ah, and we want to tell our wives. we were telling everybody, ah, ah, they were right there. And did you see it? Ah, and it was just, and then we're like, that was awesome. We should do it again. And I kind of want to book a trip there right now because it's winter, but also because of the awe. But how many know this? When God touches you, you say, do it again. Do it again. I don't want our church to have the presence of God poured out 10 years ago, and i say, wasn't that awesome 10 years ago? It should be do it again today. It should be do it again today. Do it again today. Matter of fact, I think it's sad. I think it's sad that we can go for years and say, I remember at camp, the presence of God was really real. That was incredible. Camp... It shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't be coming to church saying, well, I hope they really ring the bell this week because, you know, it's been a week since I've felt the presence of God. And, you know, we really want, I'm hoping they're prepped. Why aren't you anticipating the presence of God daily? in the coffee shop, in the car, on the airplane, in the mall, yes, God's presence can pour out in all those places. I mean, you can be in that cubicle and all of a sudden the presence of God is so strong that maybe the person next to you, you're not crying, you're not, but they're like, do you feel that? And you don't have to be the weird one. They can be the weird one. Follow that lead. Go with it. All right. It should be normal. There should be an anticipation. We shouldn't be once a month or once a year or hopefully once a week. It should be an ongoing thing. I'm telling you, just the other day when I was studying, I felt the presence of God. There was a time in reading the soap this last week. Felt the presence of God. There was another time in a, in a moment with a sunrise. Felt the presence of God. Just special moments that were being poured out. And when you have that awe, when you have those moments, when churches anticipate this, they, they make the environment welcome, welcoming to this. All of a sudden, it becomes something regular in our life, and there's a deep awe and respect of who God is, and we need more of that. Third thing, the presence of God brings joy. The presence of God brings joy. And uh you're going through this manifest presence and all of a sudden God pours out and and it, it lifts your spirit. I mean, it brings the comfort, it, it, it brings the awe, but it also brings joy. Well, all of a sudden you, you just are overflowing with goodness. There's a generosity, there's a joy, there's a happiness, there's a lifting of your spirits. It just happens. And the psalmist said in Psalm 16, 11, he says, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And the psalmist was getting a glimpse of heaven and he was saying, you know what, I've tasted a little bit of your presence and it's pretty amazing and I can't imagine what it's like to be in your presence in heaven where you're pouring out your favor because when he says at your right hand there's blessings he's saying that's favor and the right hand was pleasure and good and blessing and beauty and he's saying wow if I'm just getting a little taste of you now I can't wait till heaven and if I could tell you this, whatever you're feeling in a church service, whatever you feel when you're reading your word and you're doing your devotions, whatever you feel in, in the cubicle or the coffee shop or listening to praise music, whatever's going on and you feel it, the psalmist is letting us know, that's just a taste of it. It's just a taste. And that taste should make you hungry for more. And if I could just illustrate this for a second, like the psalmist is saying, like, God, in your presence, when you give us those manifest presence moments of you, it's just a taste. It's just a taste. And how many know that those manifest presence moments of God, they're there and then then they're gone and they're gone. But it was like, that was a great taste. And that taste should make you hungry for more of God's presence. And the psalmist is saying, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. And it's not just a taste. In heaven, your presence is so strong, it's overflowing. It's overflowing. And he's saying, guess what? It's it's overflowing so much. If there's goodness that I feel here, there's more goodness that never runs out. And if there's freedom from sin, like, how many know, like, when you avoid temptation and you, you stand away from it and you live in victory and you walk away from that and you don't sin, there's a manifest presence on you. God's like, well done. And I can remember a, a temptation facing me and I said no to it and I felt like I could have jumped over a building. And God's like, guess what? In heaven, you won't even be tempted to sin. It's going to be way better way better. How many know that when God pours out his blessing on you and kindness and healing and all, he's like, guess what? Heaven, there's fullness. It's overflowing. And the psalmist is saying there's fullness of joy. There isn't even room for the bad things. And, and I'm going to be in a perpetual moment of enjoying God's presence. It almost sounds too good to be true. And he's saying, you know, in the, in the life that we live, we just get a glimpse, we get a taste And it's here and it's gone. But in heaven, we're going to get the fullness. We're going to get all God has. He's going to pour it out on us. There's more where that came from. And he says, guess what? It's forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. You're in his presence. It's, think about this. In in today's day and age, I'll get a new cup because that one's full. In today's day and age, You have a a problem. You're like, why, God? Why did this happen to me? Why not? Why didn't I get that? Why did this happen? How come? And you don't know the answer. And how many know that in a moment, in a manifest moment, God gives you a taste and says, it'll be okay. And you get a presence of God in your life that just moves you forward to it'll be okay. And you go through life with just a taste of the why and the why not and the how come. But how many know in heaven, he's gonna give you perfect knowledge and there's gonna be fullness of joy. And he's gonna be like, that's why it happened. That's why you went through it. Do you understand the plan? You understand the why and the why not and the how come. And there's fullness of joy and he's gonna get you through it. That's how amazing the presence of God is. And the presence and the taste that we feel now should make us hungrier for more. And that's why we're saying, God, in this year, we desire a greater presence of God. We desire more than what we've had. We don't want to be satisfied with last year, last month, last week. We're ready for another touch from you today. And so I'm praying this will be the year we have more of God, manifest presence, more of God, greater presence, greater presence, greater presence. And in here at all of our campuses, if you could just give me a minute, and your campus pastors in just a minute, if you don't know God as your Lord and Savior, if you've not asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins, the Bible says that there's punishment for that. It says in 2 Thessalonians 1, verses 8 and 9, he will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction, listen to this, and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. My eternity as a follower of Jesus Christ, as someone that has asked for forgiveness of my sins, is a full cup overflowing and overflowing and overflowing and blessing on blessing on blessing because of his presence, it's gonna pour out on me. I can't even explain it. But the penalty for those people that don't know him as Lord and Savior is to be pushed out of his presence and to not be near him and to be out of his presence. But the beautiful thing is Romans 10, 13 says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And the Bible says if you give your life to Jesus Christ, if you turn from your sins, if you say you're sorry for those sins, and you ask for the forgiveness, God will give you a taste of His presence by placing the Holy Spirit in you. He will forgive you of your sins. And then you will walk on this journey with Him. You will serve Him with your whole life. And the Bible says you're forgiven. You don't have to work for it, it's grace that you get it. And the Bible says you're forgiven, and you'll have this eternal life with Jesus Christ, with God the Father. It'll be incredible overflowing, 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 amazing. But the choices are is here. And here at all of our campuses, if you would bow your heads with me, just bow your heads for just a moment. And here I'm gonna do the altar call and at the campuses, your campus pastors are gonna come up now and be able to lead you for this moment to say, do I wanna give my life to Jesus Christ? And I believe many people are gonna say yes and they're gonna raise their hand in just a moment and say, include me in the closing prayer. I want to give my life.